hello, hello. Welcome in to the THNX Rising Podcast. Appreciate everyone joining us here on a Tuesday evening. Coming off a nice dismantling over the weekend. 5-0. True derailing in some ways. Ooh, that's, you know, it's nice. Good good play on Mm -hmm. words there. I like that. I like that. But yes, appreciate everyone joining us again. I'm Max Simpson, joined by... Mr. Owen Evans, how are we doing? Uh, well, it's easier, I think, to do these shows on a week after Rising of One, let's be honest. It's a little bit less of yeah. the soul-searching, a little bit more of the, okay, where did things go well? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's in your feelings for different ways, but it's a positive feelings. We like that. See Thomas in the chat. We are so back. Reese also saying we are back. Absolutely love that. Um, but yeah, uh, we got a nice show for you guys. We're going to be talking a bit further about Rising's 5-0 win. Um, and then, yeah, we're going to be doing a bit uh, more insight, a little bit into a one Mr. Danny Trejo. Here he's been pretty good as of just late. Just a little bit. Just a little bit, to put, just it, bit. Just to put it lightly. And, uh, yeah, we're going to go around the USL, do some Women's World Cup stuff, all of that jazz. Um, but, yeah, Owen, uh, you know, we talked a bit about this 5-0 win, and I'm kind of feeling my heart. I already know the answer, but has your mood changed since the 5-0 win in any way? No. Cool. <laughs> Love it. Love I th- it. I think we need to like kind of establish some sure. terms here, which are, and I know we've had, I've had this conversation with people online. It's not always been the friendliest of conversations, but we've had these conversations. Of course, of course, of course. Um, I think there's a point to be made where people all say, well, this was an expected win against a trash team. People seem to forget that this team did really well early in the season. Yep. This wasn't something, yes, they're on an incredibly downward trajectory right now. Things aren't looking good for El Paso Locomotive at all. I'd be very, very concerned in their in their shoes. I think they need to seriously turn things around. They're a team that seems to be playing without much confidence, without much hope, without really anything, to be honest. And that was reflected in some of what we saw. The way that Rising would consistently win duels high up the field. Um, it wasn't good. It wasn't good from El Paso's perspective. But mm-hmm. at the same time, when you're looking at them, they're a team that are also, at the moment, level on points with Phoenix Rising. This isn't a team that is a bottom dweller. This isn't a Las Vegas Lights, which Phoenix Rising did manage to lose to earlier in the season. Yep. I think there's something worth remembering here about just how... If you aren't expecting this team to finish first or second, you shouldn't be expecting the kind of results that teams in first or second get. That's why I think some of the frustration we've seen from people over the way that Rising threw things away against San Antonio, to me, was unfair. I think that this team in that San Antonio game put up a hell of a fight. I think they did so in a way that was, broadly speaking, just better than you would anticipate in the scenario, in the circumstances that that team found itself in. And... Against El Paso, yeah. Did they do what's expected? Yeah, there was an expectation that we're going to win that game. Not necessarily by five, but there was an expectation that we're going to win that game. It actually does them a lot of favors in some ways. If Rising are to end up level on points with El Paso, worth remembering the first tiebreaker in USL Championship this year is head-to-head, and that does include goal difference. So now you're saying that unless... El Paso beat Rising by five goals or more, Rising owns the tiebreaker of El Paso. Done. That's huge. That's massive. That's massive. You've got to make the most of those opportunities at home. That's the one thing here, right? When you're a team that are kind of battling for a playoff spot, battling to be maybe fifth, sixth, maybe if they get a bit of luck, they could finish fourth. Mm -hmm. Third is also within reach. I just feel as though that's asking a bit much because it takes too many teams around you kind of dropping points and not doing things too well. But I think fourth is within reach, fifth is within reach, sixth is within reach. They're all relatively close. To get a result like that, it's still a statement of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it doesn't have to be perfect. Things aren't going to be perfect. Uh, sure. But this team overall, I think, in the last three games that we have witnessed them play have been a much better team than we saw at the start of the season. That's improvement. That's the way that we need to see things going. You've got players who are just... I mean, between Danny Trejo and Manuel Arteaga, you've got two players who are scoring and competing for the golden boot. That's two players competing. Two. 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 Team kept the clean sheets. Yes. They conceded only two late goals in the game prior and kept the clean sheet away in Monterey Bay. I think things are on the up. You know, it's just, it, it's, it, you know, it's not that I disagree. I think it's just very interesting to hear where we see, you know, this team, man, everyone, listen, everyone in this league, ebbing and flowing all throughout the season. I mean, I think it's been just quite frankly way more dramatic for some teams. There have been some who have started off absolutely scorching hot. Uh, I think your Birmingham Legion, or excuse me, your, yeah, your Birmingham Legions, and have then rocketed, crashed down to earth. You then have others who had a miserable start and are now firmly in the playoff picture. Think your Orange Counties. And Phoenix has been really never, you know, in red, it's easier to say in retrospect, right? But they've never been too, too high or too, too low. There's been certainly times where this team has underperformed given the talent on the field and given what they should be. But going back to your point of how people online are saying, well, yeah, you look at El Paso's record. Of course, we should have beat them. To your point, you lost at home to Vegas. You lost on the road to a very poor Miami team, which was your last game before a break. You can't take these games for granted and you can't say oh well this team wasn't doing well so of course we were going to beat them no because that's what we've thought in the past and it just doesn't add up that way and certainly you're not going to count on a 5-0 victory this is a different story this team is riding high and there is actually something to build on if you look at where this team is in the west they are squarely in seventh that and it's it's very interesting because they are five points away from 11th place Monterey Bay, but they are five points away from third place Oakland Roots. This team is this squarely, squarely in it. And if you, again, is you know, it, it's at this point just a hollow victory, so to speak. But if you look at goal differential and so showcasing where rising is, they would be fourth. If you're purely going off of that in the West, this team has had a, some poor results go their way in games where they've clearly been the better performer. And there's been at times where they have just not shown up and the result has usually shown. But I think I think that's kind of the thing that I've seen from this season is rarely has this team, I think, been the worst performing team by far on the pitch and manages to get the win. It's often been either the other way around or the bad performance matches the bad result. They haven't had a lot of luck go their way. Maybe they're due for some during the stretch. Yeah, I think, look, there's a lot of things in, in, in play here. I mean, you might reference some of the league table stuff. Again, it's worth noting, it's not just the five points to third. It's the fact that they're one point and a game in hand over the team in sixth. They're two points behind the team in fifth. They're three, uh, sorry, four points behind the team in fourth. Yep. It's all very close. Yep. Very close, as you look at that. And look, I, do I think that if Rising had, had managed to pick up a couple of the results that they didn't manage to do in the past, again, you mentioned Miami, you mentioned Vegas, they actually win both of those games. Suddenly you're looking at a team that is sitting pretty comfortably at that point in third place yep. in the league. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's two games. That's what we're talking about here, two games. Um, 
And yet at the same time, I think this league has changed. I think there needs to be a little bit more recognition of that. People like to live in the past a lot in this. They live in the past by harking back to the idea that the, the Rick Shanks glory days are around the corner. We're going to see those again. Um, this league is not the, that league. It is not the same league that it was back then. Certainly. It just isn't. Mm -hmm. And you have to bear that in mind. You can't go out expecting, oh, well, Rising is going to dominate. Rising can do this, Rising can do that. Teams don't do that in this league anymore. They just don't. Mm -hmm. I mean, even when we talk about the two teams that are kind of uh, cut above the conference, right, in Sacramento and San Antonio, they're not that far ahead. Mm -hmm. And they've dropped some bad results, uh, a handful each, to teams that they shouldn't be losing to. I mean, San Antonio lost to Miami. Sacramento lost to New Mexico. Yeah. They're not, like, uh, unbeatable. These aren't mm -hmm. unassailable teams. No. You look over in the East, you look at Pittsburgh atop, they, they lost to Indy. Yeah. You look at Charleston, they lost to... I mean, Oakland are in good form at the moment. There's a lot of teams higher up this league that just aren't consistent. And there's a lot of teams at the bottom of the league who are also not consistent. But yeah. broadly speaking, I mean, teams like RGV find ways to grind results out oh, of sure. teams above them. Now, one thing that's intriguing to me, um, you mentioned 11th place, Monterey Bay, it's just how poor they are lately. But um, I, I don't know. From, from Rising's perspective, I just feel like, look, Broadly speaking, they're on the right trajectory for kind of where they want to be. You're going to say maybe a sixth-place finish. That's mid-table. Rising are exactly last five. Two wins, two losses, and a draw. You're saying mid-table. That's That sounds like mid-table form to me. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. Yeah. Look, again, again, I, I go back to this. Rising weren't in this position last year. Rising were in a worse position last year. When people ask questions about how... You know, you compare it to last year and all of that. They weren't in the playoffs. It's no comparison. People take things like compare points, compare points and games and all of that stuff. It's different. 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 Because the league is a lot different this year. The landscape's a lot different this year. Things have just worked out quite differently this year. Well, and also we keep on going back to this is a very different scenario where you look at the landscape, not just of the league, but of rising. You look at last year, and not only the trend, really the vi you know the vibes of the team and everything like that were so down, but you think of the aesthetic of what there what was happening. You're playing on a team that was in the same system for years and years, a, a successful team system, a wildly successful system that crash and burn, and you saw a lot of systematic failures. That was what last season was. It was only a downhill trajectory when we arrived at that point that people are comparing us to. You look at this season, it's anything but. Yes, there's been some poor results. Yes, there have been um, a couple things that didn't go Rising's way. But it's a positive mentality knowing that the future is only looking to get better as this team continues to grow into the system. I think the thing that you really see in the USL is... This isn't like the other big five leagues where someone can just outspend most no. of their competition, yeah. acquire these world class players, and then really it comes down to can you at least can you just do what you need to in order to put those position those guys in the right position and win trophies and whatnot. The USL comes down to so much of how your man management is and how good of a manager you can be and is your system more effective than the other teams on a week and week consistent. Yes, you need players that can do that, but this is a system that we have said all along, if you give it time, it has the makings to be something sustainable. Mm. 
It does. Now, let's... We, we, we speak in big picture there. Yes. Let's go back in now again. We were talking a little bit about that last game. One of the people who really stood out, I think, and we, we've been mentioning this. We mentioned it on the post-game. Um, it came up in the in the interviews after the match with Juan. Um, and I think, broadly speaking, the discourse around it online, when I'm looking at things, it's... People are recognizing that Darnell King has looked very, very good. Yeah. Um, and the stats back that up. Mm. Shout out to uh, Statman Reese. Yeah. Stat Lackey Reese. Yeah, Stat Lackey, apparently. Um, Darnell King, four jewels out of four, one. Yeah. Two aerial jewels out of two, one. One possession six times. Mm. And he won two or two tackles. This is just looking at his kind of defensive moments really in oh, a lot sure. of ways ignoring the fact that he is so far up the pitch on times and yet isn't losing these challenges yeah he's, he doesn't feel like he's getting beaten yeah it's working and i think this last two games genuinely have been the best that we've seen of darnell king in a phoenix rising shirt mm -hmm. he is definitely on the way back up i think that's something to note here we, we saw darnell struggles at times last year at times this year I don't think that's what we're witnessing these past few weeks. I think we've been seeing Darnell King just on a different level. Yeah. No, I, I think, I think like we said, a lot of the criticism that he had received last year from fans, from people who maybe whether you were a novice at the club or whether you watched club for a while, even, even us, we had, we had, we had some doubts about what the offensive capabilities look like for him knowing that he can put in a shift defensively but what did he have that attacking prowess and i think you've seen right you you mentioned that the defensive stats looked good last game but really if you look at the eye test he was bombing forward he was getting ahead of things he was willing to make the runs and he really stretched that el paso defense now i think that's something where Again, in hindsight being what it is, a guy who's been a relatively consistent performer and that I think this system, one system suits him very well. Whereas in the Rick Shan system, when he played, it, a lot of it was was very solely responsible for that side. And it was a bit more of a system where that entire side can be exposed if he went up forward. It didn't work out this system. Yes, they very much utilize their backs and whatnot, but it really plays into well when the defense shifts over and when you have pretty phenomenal cover, especially when Carlos Harvey is playing back there. So he's protected pretty well. It gives him a bit more of the freedom to go forward. And I think he showed. I think he shows that he's wearing the armband. He's been a consistent guy. And I think you like to see that. And, you know, like we're saying, props to a guy who deserves his kudos with us has had some really solid performances lately. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. indeed. I'm curious as well. You know, right, we, there was a couple other feel-good performances, right? We mentioned Carlos Harvey um, had the assist, or excuse me, had the assist to the assist. One of, on the first goal, one, uh, 11 out of the 14 duels, two or three aerial duels, and three clearances won. Uh, I think it's someone where, right, doesn't matter what position you put him in, he's really been finding it, and especially in the deeper passes as of late, he can thread those on a needle. Like, a man mm -hmm. playing that far back and with his stature, physical stature, should not be playing those as imperfect no. as it is. No, it's intriguing, right? Because I think you look at Carlos Harvey and you see a guy who in a lot of ways you'd say, okay, what is he? He's the guy in midfield who's going to get stuck into... Right, and he does, but that's, that's just he does, right? so not all he of his game. He picks up cards, not mm. necessarily as many as his partner in crime in Renzo Sambra. 
Yeah, honestly. But he picks up cards oh, in yeah. that midfield. He's, oh, a, yeah. he's a physical presence who doesn't take any nonsense. And yet, at the same time, you're right, right? I think when you're looking at Carlos Harvey, you're seeing a guy who is kind of caught in a very awkward position. Oh, yeah. Right? He's better than this league. I genuinely believe that. He is better than USL Championship. Oh, yeah. But the question is, is he good enough to be consistently performing at an MLS level? I'm not sure. He's in that kind of awkward half space between those two levels mm -hmm. and quite where he's going to end up. I mean, for Rising, it's fantastic. It's phenomenal to see him being able to do this at a USL level. Yeah. But yes, you look at Carlos, you look at Panos, all of these people are linking up in much better ways in terms of launching attacks, in terms of reading balls correctly. And it's just reading the runs of teammates. That's something that's huge. Oh, yeah. I think there have been times this season when we've seen that. We've seen moments where people are ready and waiting to make those runs. They are up there. They are looking ahead and kind of about to burst off. They mm -hmm. just need the person behind them oh, yeah. to spot that. Oh, yeah. We haven't seen that all season. We're seeing it now. We are. And, and I mean, I think, again, it's demonstrated in multiple games right whether it's the um the ball out uh to what's called danny trejo in that first goal in the first goal right where darnell king's making that run too and you can see the weight on the ball he could have played darnell and it would have worked fine but he has the wherewithal to see oh no i'm playing through danny trejo and i think it's something it's just it's anticipation right you if you even watch the replay on that goal it's the little things of he's as he's dribbling forward or as he's about to receive the ball head up Head up, look, head up, look. It helps tremendously when you are able to play with that type of anticipation. Again, you either have it as a player or you don't. And I think to your point about not, you know, not better than USL Championship, which, yes, I agree, is he able to get it done more consistently on the MLS level? It comes down to can you do it consistently at USL Championship? And I think we've seen throughout the season. To Bandito's Bluebirds point, Carlos has been good all season. Absolutely, absolutely, and no, I no think, doubt, no and, I, and, I th and I think even recently, really in the last month or so, he's stepped in up a notch in all facets of this game because we've mm -hmm. seen okay throughout the season, it's always something different every game. Whether it's a good attacking performance, he scores a goal. Whether it's you know getting stuck in, I think there's been something each game throughout the season that has caused fans to say that is quality. He's a quality player, and I think as of recently, it's really been a bit of all facets of his game have really just stepped up. Oh, they have. Yeah. They have. And I think that's uh, the whole team, to be honest, yeah. in some ways, I think has oh, stepped yeah. up. We'll have some more comments on that shortly and also on one of the questions we've been asked in the chat. But uh, Max, oh, yeah. might have a uh, swig out of the beer now. And uh, I see what you did there. There you go. Yeah, yeah. What, you, what you drinking right now? Uh, Four Peaks. I got the Suns Brew. Oh, yeah. You uh, supporting uh, here uh, the uh, NBA uh, schedule? Or gets, here it's uh, coming soon. very shortly. Very shortly. Very is it shortly. end of this week? It is. End uh, of this week. There we go. Thir Thursday? Thursday. Thursday. Oh, yeah. Thursday. It's coming soon. Yeah. Very soon. It's coming soon. You know, it's going to be great. You're going to be toasting with a little Four Peaks in your system. Uh, they got the Suns Brew, the Wow Wheat, the Kilts, everything like that. You guys already know how amazing beers are. And... Uh, do you, do you want to say it? Well, it's it's. it's oh no, yeah. your 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 casual what, classic I, line. I, no, it's okay. Like it's okay, Max. Don't worry. I'll, okay, I'll let you get yeah, away with it for now. That's fair. That's fair. I, I see I see producer Damon on the trigger or something. <laughs> I'm kind of nervous, but anyway, check out our friends at Four Peaks at Four Peaks Brew and at Four Peaks Pub to uh, grab all the latest and greatest things they have going on. You must be 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly. It's good. 
When you're ready to say cheers, don't forget Max is buying beers. Uh, Max is buying beers. Uh, uh, I, you know, you know, it's uh, it's uh, it's something that you see coming a mile away, and it still doesn't make it any easier. Um, can, we, can we just get a replay on that, please? Yeah, just, uh, we, we need fine. to. I think fine. he was laughing too much yeah. this time. When you're ready to say cheers, don't forget Max is buying beers. Okay. Uh, that He's was, buying beers. I'm, I'm going to be honest, actually. The nice the like, jingle the, nice, says like, the, so. the jingle's good and like the text across as it's like going. Like that's that's actually pretty good. But that's not going to play every read, is it? No comment. All right. Well, yeah, um, that's absolutely something right there. Uh, please don't clip that out and tweet it. We don't want that. We don't want that. Uh, anyway, yes, check out Four Peaks. Uh, Owen's buying beers. As Devin all says, we love that. Yes, you heard it here first. Owen's buying beers, not me, him. Yes, um, and you can buy beers, Owen, Circle K. You can buy beers at Circle K because they have Four Peaks, but they have everything, man. They got the snacks, you know, some good chips, some good candy, um, some good peanuts. They got everything, but of course, they got the Polar Pops, man. It's cold. It's hot out. Stay cool. Text PHNX to 31310. Again, get out your phone. Text PHNX to 31310. Get not one, but two. A buy one, get one free. Polar Pop. That dang easy. Helps us out as well. Helps keep Owen buying the beers. There we go. We need a we need a new jingle for uh, Max is buying Polar Pops. I'm sure that's... Knowing how this operation works, it's going to come soon enough. But yes. Max is buying Polar Pops. <sighs> yes, I will be buying Polar Pops if you text PHNX to 31310. There we go. Boom. There's your Polar Pop. But yes, shout out Circle K. Shout out Four Peaks. Do not shout out that jingle. I will shout we will out. shout the jingle. We will not more. shout the jingle. I will not shout the jingle. I will, however, shout a man who has been performing quite well. And you know, you actually mentioned it. You mentioned it. Uh, you know, against San Antonio and against Monterey Bay as well. That Danny Trejo has been a pretty solid performer, and yet he was slowly creeping up on the Golden Boot race before he even knew it. And he's now. Not only in sole possession for Phoenix Rising's golden boot, but if I saw correctly from Devin All, he is number third in the league. He's doing pretty well. Yeah. He is doing pretty well. Yeah. yeah. Um, look, look, I think what we've seen in the last few weeks, broadly speaking, is the team is working out far better how to play to Danny Trejo, mm -hmm. how Danny succeeds. The way that he succeeds is you've got to let him work in those spaces, find gaps behind lines. That's how he's going to ultimately get his goals. We've seen so frequently in these past few weeks that Rising are, are pushing those long balls through, um, letting him run onto them. Mm. And again, right, I, I, I've said this before, it's not long balls in your hit and hope kind of sense. Yeah. They're targeted they know what they're doing with them there's a purpose to them they're purposeful long balls and they work yeah sometimes they're along the ground sometimes they're over the top yeah it doesn't really matter you see him ready to go you see him ready to go off to the races we saw that whole thing when when the club unveiled erickson gallardo right mm -hmm. and they did the whole thing about him being so quick and oh, yeah. speedy all of that oh yeah the guy who's actually i think doing that and cutting behind lines and showing that speed and showcasing that is danny trejo at the moment yeah to me. Yeah. You're wrong. And the key thing is, if you put it through for him, A, he's probably going to win the foot race, and B, he doesn't miss them. When you get him in those positions, he doesn't miss them. You just look at those last four games. He's overperforming his XG 
in the last four games by quite a bit. Five games, actually, if we go back to Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's actually, at the moment, over, uh, you know, five games, he's overperforming his XG 3.07 goals. Mm. That's, That's pretty, how much he's overperforming the XG by. It's pretty staggering. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, right, it's easy for people to say, oh, you know, he's just speed. He just wins foot races, whatever. And I think it's unfair for most players, you know, yeah, but two it's... two assists in the last game. It's especially easy to say... It's easier to say that, let's say, if you're playing, like, a wing position or something like that. The way that he plays and the way he's able to move across... Um, that front line, right? Whether it is out out wide or as we've been seeing these last few games, he stays a bit more centrally. He just has that awareness and that soccer IQ, that football IQ, that he just knows when to make the runs. Again, we saw it against San Antonio where it's a little bit, it's a little head fake and, you know, it draws the defender in and then boom, in one moment, he makes that run. Carlos Harvey ball is played beautifully to him. And he scores that goal. You see it against El Paso where he's checking his shoulder, notices that the defender is a few yards behind him, runs across the face of him. And instead of looking toward to check to the sideline, which is what the defender thought, he cuts it upward, makes it towards the end line. And then he finds Eddie Majoma for the opening goal. It's the intelligence of the runs to me is so, so underrated in his game. And again, That's something where you can only coach to a point. You either have that ability and that awareness to know to look for those and to make them, or you don't. And you can only hone it in so much, but he's a guy who we've been seeing this all season. A lot of his goals come from just being in the right place at the right time. And it's not like a poacher's kind of luck. It's luck that comes to you by setting yourself up for that luck. Yeah. No, it is. It is. Look, uh, it's we've seen Danny do this. We saw him do this at Vegas last year. And I think before the season, I was quite hesitant. I wanted to say, look, we've seen him do it one year. We need to see him do this more consistently. Mm -hmm. He's still young. He's got the ability. He's able to push through on, you know, and I think he can go on to better things, but he has to show that a little bit more consistency of it more than just one year. One year, it's great, but he needs to do it on a much longer basis. Now we're seeing him be that player again. Sure. We're seeing him be the guy who terrorized some of these teams last year when he was playing with Vegas. Phoenix Rising included. Yeah. Okay. He has managed to, I think, and you see him, you see him around with a smile on his face. Look, he's always got a smile on his face anyway. But lately he just seemed that little bit happier. And I think with the form that he's on, the way that he's playing overall, of course he's going to be, but that, just typically adds to goals, right? How much of being a striker is confidence oh, yeah. as well? Big time. How many times do you see? And that's why I think it was important that in that last game, Darius Formella gets his first goal in a Phoenix Rising shirt. You want to get over that initial uh, that initial hurdle. And then from there, sometimes you see these players will start to kick on. And I, I just think that looking at Danny right now, I'm not sure what it's going to take to stop him. Seriously now. I don't know. Right? But even, even just looking bigger picture, you're right. Manuel Arteaga... And Danny Trejo both scoring a lot of goals. You're in a position now where realistically you could have two players in the somewhere between 15 and 20 goals come the end of the year. Good place to be. Very good place to be. Yeah. That's realistic. Oh, you yeah. could have both players in that kind of position. Certainly. No, certainly. It's uh, again, we talked a bit about it on Saturday. It gives you an extra dimension to this attack. It's never a bad thing, right? Um, and, and, and I think it just it, it makes you more unpredictable as 
an offense, right? It, it, it makes it makes it where you're now not able to cheat up as much, right? Especially when like a Danny Trejo is in because he knows where to break through on those lines and when to make those runs. It means that you can't sit back too much because then you're able to have a panel somewhere knockoffs or a Danny Trejo feed the ball through to an oncoming Artiago where he has flourished in those kind of one touch. Let's not think about it. Put the ball in the back okay, of the net like situation. Panos can do a lot with the ball anyway. That, their feet, and, so. and, and that's the beautiful part is, is this only helps to offset your attack. The biggest thing where rising has been vulnerable is where teams have queued in on what they're doing. And really, like we've mentioned with, as Carlos Harvey has b- flourished within this offense, as he's come into his own as a bit more of an attacker, really a, a bit of a do all everything, but really when he's pushed up pitch, when they acquired Panos Armanakas, and even now you're seeing with a bit of Darish Formella as he gets going, it just makes this attack. How do you defend it? Really, when you they're don't. firing on all cylinders, how you do don't. you defend it? You don't. No. It's as simple as that. I think there are too many pieces here that if, unless anyone shows up as a particularly weak link on any given night, it's very hard to do much about it. There oh, are just yeah. too many pieces that can all really chip in, in in ways that are different, but all of them have that same somewhat explosiveness in their moments. Yeah. Sometimes it's only moments with some of these players, but in those moments, they're hard to beat. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, a player who, well, we believe is very hard to beat, but I know there has been questions out. There is a question earlier about... Uh, Kev Lambert. Kev Lambert. Okay, the KL27 update. Last week, of course, we reported that Kevin Lambert's departure from the team was imminent. That's what we said. Imminent. He was heading to a top flight team. was our expectation. We expected it to be RSL. Today, of course, the confirmation comes in that our reporting was indeed accurate by the sound of things. Uh, the Arizona Republic quoting rising general manager Bobby Dooley saying that Kev will be leaving the club. So Kev is going. Burr, burr, burr. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kev is going. We've known this was coming. Um, again, as I said last week, we knew. We, we've known for a while, I think, that Kev was on the brink of a departure. The question was whether it was now or the end of the season. Yep. And, he, and then the other question was where was it? Was it going to be here in, in, in the U.S. going up to MLS level? Was it going to be going to Mexico? Was it going to be going somewhere else? All of those things were kind of twirling around a little bit. But we do now know it looks as though it is RSL. He will be departing. We're expecting an announcement within a handful of days. Um, and there, there you have it. Yeah, I mean, to D. Goldie's comment, he earned it. I mean, there's absolutely zero doubt uh, about that. That's pretty darn well said. No, it's, Just a little bit, just yeah. Just a little bit. No, it's, you know, like we talked a bit about last week, it's you... It's sad to see a player go, especially as one who's been so embedded in this club, who's been such a top performer, who has worn the captain's armband, everything like that. But you you hope for a player at his age and in his, you know, where he is within his career, that it happens, right? You want to make you want to make wanted the most him to move on for years. Oh, I certainly. think part of the problem here is that the longer he stays with the club, the harder the goodbye becomes. Yeah. And it's a tough goodbye. Oh, yeah. You're losing a player now who is one of the true cut above the rest of USL championship. Oh, yeah. It's very hard to try and replace him. I'm not sure how you quite do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, look, Rising have had some luck in terms of the Stenberg rec- uh, recall. The <laughs> ability to do that has come at a good time. Yeah. That's lucky yeah. in some ways. However, I'm still concerned about the depth now at the back. Sure. That's going to be a concern. In the midfield, I think between Renzo Zambrano and Carlos Harvey and the ability to put Jose Andres Hernandez in as well. 
I think you're okay. Yeah. I'm concerned about the back line. That's that's where the worry Especially is. Especially in the depth. Yeah. Especially the depth the, is the, the issue, depth. right? Yeah. Again, it's not that the guys who are starting aren't necessarily yeah. good enough. I think uh, for the most part they are. Yep. But the issue then is when you take that next step down and say, what happens then? Yeah. What happens when one of them goes down? Right. That's hard. Yeah. I mean, you got, you got a, you know, Crutzen injured, you have uh Triore and well, uh, there was an update yeah. <laughs> on, um, yeah, I have an update, by the way, if we're going to go down injuries, there was an update yes. after the game on Ericsson Gallardo. Hi. Uh, he was seen wearing a boot at the match. By the sound of things, it's not as bad as that may have you believe. Um, sounds though like it's a sprain of sorts mm. and he could be back relatively soon sure relatively soon sure sure going real back to kevin seabender's bluebird is there a transfer deadline for a kevin lambert replacement fantastic question i'd like to introduce you to usl and its <laughs> opaqueness there'll be a roster freeze sometime in september nice use of the word opaqueness. um it's tough they no longer publish these details apparently gotta love that classic usl championship why why tell people why tell people how things work just let them work you know guess as you go along right I mean, that's about right. Yeah, so you need to spark a little creativity. Creativity. Yeah, you know you can do that. Making it up as you go along. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, no, I'm not saying how it feels sometimes. Yeah, well, no, it's just you know maybe you need to you know spark some creativity. You know, uh, let the walls down a bit in your process. You know, you can do that. Dude, you know you can do that. Are you about to? Do you can check out our friends at OG's Brands. Oh, producer Damon was ready with that one. He knew where I was going. Check out our friends at OG's Brands. They have everything, man. They got the indicas. Cut him off, The please. sativas. Cut him off. The delicious pink lemonade. That pink lemonade. You know, listen, they're doing the limited edition run during the summer. You guys Max, haven't got you your hands on it. You, you That's did. on you. That's on you because they only had so many and it was damn fantastic, man. But they, uh, they don't worry. They still got, uh, if you know, listen, my check, check your local dispensary might be there, but you know what? If not have no fear because they have the creams. Oh man, dude. Have you guys tried the orange cream skull on those creams, man? Absolutely phenomenal. The fruit, you seem I, exasperated. I'm, I'm, what? I'm ready to inter intervene yes, here what? and say that we've got these quality products. You're introducing them with transitions like El Paso locomotives. Okay. That you've got the same kind of transition game as they have right now. So just come on, Mac. My transitions are phenomenal. People live for the transitions. No. I've been to Bluebird. Bluebird was saying some wonderful things about my transitions earlier in the chat, if you find it. But yes, check out our friends at OG's Brands. You guys are new to the cannabis game or your experience. Give them a try. Know you're going to love them. Check them out on Instagram and Twitter and in LinkedIn as well at OG's Brands. And check them out online at ogsbrands.com to find them at Dispensary near you. And again, you must be 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly. I cannot stress that last part enough for those of you in the chat who are being delinquents. And if you're being a delinquent, you can head over to Valley Tap Room because you got to be 21 years or older to grab a beer there. Again, you can grab a delicious four piece. What's that? What's that? I'm here. No, what's you that? do not know. This is not happening. You when you're ready to say cheers, don't forget Max is buying beers. And there we go, a Valley Tap Room as well. You know, you, uh, well, you can, you, you know, you don't have to just buy that one uh, uh, liquid beverage. You can also buy wine. Uh, they got wine. They have wine slushies. They always are having some delicious specials there. They have Trivia Tuesday. Again, they've had cornhole. They've had all these different things. I can't get that damn jingle out of my damn head. <laughs> When you're ready to say cheers, don't forget Max is buying beers. Okay. I, <laughs> I, 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 I think I'm just going to avoid that B word 
for now and the rest of eternity. But check out Valley Taproom where they have all the amazing things. Check them out on Instagram, at Valley Taproom. Of course, find them in person on the 202 Gilbert where, yes, they have delicious uh, drinks of choice, but Beers. yes, um, on, okay. ah, gosh. Um, yes. Thank you to our friends over there. Um, gosh, can we, can we go around the USL and not talk about this? Yeah, we can. Uh, yeah, we can. Right. Yeah, we can. Um, Ugh. the good, the bad and the ugly, good, the bad and the ugly. What's the good here, Max? Uh, Give me the good. <laughs> Give me the good from this last weekend. Come on. Oh gosh. Uh, what's the good? <laughs> What's the good, man? Come on, I'm pushing you now. Come okay, on. um, there's a, well, team, I don't know if you heard of them, Phoenix Rising, really good finish. Really yeah, good that, finish. That, I was notch. looking for some insight on another team, Max, but okay, thank you. Can, um, you, can you read some of the highlights? Some of the good here. Here's I think Memphis scores. 901 picking up a very good win away to San Diego Loyal. That's good for Phoenix Rising. That is a team that is above you in the league. Oh, you yeah. want to see them dropping points to a we team like out of the East. Again, every time you see any of these teams, pretty much anyone in the West taking on someone in the East, Right now, if you are Phoenix Rising fans, you got to be looking at this. You want those Eastern Conference teams. To oh win. yeah, it's very simple. Now, are they going to on most of these occasions? No, I don't think they will. And I give it simple. I think the Western Conference is better than the Eastern Conference this year by a reasonable He's margin. Calling out all you, we've all seen of this. You. We've seen for so many years the Eastern Conference has been, in a lot of ways, maybe the more dominant conference. That's changed. That's changed. All the strengths of this league to me are out west right now. But still, you get games, Memphis 901, picking up that three points away at Torero Stadium against San Diego Loyal. That's a critical one. Tampa Bay Rowdies picking up a big win as well, 4-1 over Monterey Bay FC. As I mentioned earlier, Monterey Bay really on a slide right now. You see their last five? All losses. All losses. Yep. Monterey Bay falling off a cliff. A little bit faster even than El Paso Locomotive are at the moment, which is truly impressive. Really, really impressive. But then if you look at some of the other teams here, San Antonio FC get their win over New Mexico. That's a big one in a lot of ways. Yes, it is, it is. Indeed. Uh, RGV, mm. though, do pick up a point against Louisville. I'll go with that as the bad here. Mm. That's fair. You know, I, I will actually call it a bad, um, a, uh, a result that happened with Mr. Owen Evans. And actually, revisionist history, what you just said because on the day when you said that the western conference has been better than the eastern conference maybe over that's the course of the season but how ironic is it that there are multiple matchups this week this past week between the west and the east and there were three wins within those many contests and you know who won each of those three wins it was the east over the west Check mm-hmm. and made, good sir. Mm-hmm. But yes, yes, there were many. I just want to throw it out there. You're the ugly now? Yeah. So <laughs> uh, obviously we've had all the mess of last week. We know what was alleged yeah. around the San Antonio goalkeeper. Uh, the San Antonio coach, sorry, not goalkeeper. Jordan Farr is a perfectly upstanding individual as far as we know. Yeah, good um, But the, the coach, Victor Lonchuk, of course, was accused of things on Twitter uh, around comments that he is alleged to have made. Yep. That was addressed by the coaching staff in San Antonio in their weekly media relevancy mm. over there, who said that an internal investigation had been completed and appropriate actions had been taken. Fast forward to the weekend, and 